Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Thorns and Vines, where I am your lovely host, the Cassie Malesi. So I hope you guys are ready to hear a quick word because it's literally just dropped in my spirit and um, I'm ready to go. So let's get ready to rock. Okay, so first things first, how are you guys doing? I hope everybody's doing well in Ronaville and you're still, you know, motivated to complete your task and whatever. And you're doing all that you can to make sure that your mental health is up and up and that you're being productive. And for those of you who are going or who have went back or have continuously been at work, congratulations. (laughs) Because um, what I thought was about to be the best time off, slowly but surely turning into god when am i going back to work (laughs) but i wanted to talk to you guys today about um some not broken dreams but i wanted to remind you that god is um faithful and he never ever fails so um to start that off i wanted to talk about um two things so the first thing right so i'm giving you guys an update about my relationship with my mom because i have made a commitment um that after mother said that i was going to continue to pursue a healthy relationship with my mother and um, the other day we were sitting down, we were talking, which for me is a huge thing. I've lived in my apartment for over 10 years. And this was the first time that she set foot in my apartment for more than two minutes because she usually just came to the door, dropped out what she needed to do and went on her about her way. Um, but she sat down, she had a conversation with me, like she just really chilled. And I began to see how um, hurt she really was um, about certain issues in our family and things like that. And I'm not here to air up my dirty laundry. I'm just here to make sure that you're able to be free. So with that, in the sense of transparency, I want to share something with you that I got the other day um, talking about being poured out. So I I have another podcast on here talking about poured out where, you know, you give everything to God and you just lay it out before him and say, God, I'm living a poured out life. But I want to talk about what happens when you pour out the wrong way. So my mother um, has two or had two brothers um, and, of course, parents, and they all happened to pass well before her 40th birthday, Um, literally. She was typically an orphan, quote unquote, because I don't know what the other word is for it, um, where she had no siblings and no parents left on this earth. Um, And she just had her children and her nieces and nephews. And it just so happened that her brothers were, you know, uh, Papa was a rolling stone. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. When he died. Yeah, they was one of them. So they wild oats. So she has tons of nieces and nephews. And um, of course, as you know, in the culture, um, we take in our nieces and nephews and their children. And my mom had just spent a good portion of her life taking care of her great nieces and nephews and, you know, making sure that their um, children were okay, you know, things of that nature and whatever, which is cool because that's what we're here for. Um, so I spent a great deal of my life, um, besides the two siblings that I had, um, with my mother, um, we had a lot of her nieces and nephews move in. Um, or I'm sorry, not her nieces and nephews, but their children. So her great nieces and nephews. So a lot of our, you know, cousins and things like that, they live with us. And that was just a way of life. Um, but there came a time where, you know, everybody gets grown and, you know, you go your separate ways. But I think what our generation has a hard time doing is really um, continuing to build bridges um, with those that have helped us. 
um in a sense of like paying homage or just you know staying in context because my mom just went through a period where she just was really um broken because all these you know all these years that she spent raising other people's children beside her own when they got to a place of stability they just never really came back um to do the work as far as building a relationship so it kind of turned into like a y'all use me type of mentality or like you know you pour so much into children and then all of a sudden they go off excuse me and they never call you back or they never check back in with you. So it was like one of those things, right? Which was, I, I'm not going to say it was cool, but, you know, it was a part of life for her. Um, but the problem came when her own children, her birth children. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know what the devil's trying to do with this throat. The devil is alive. But her birth children ended up having children. So these are her blood grandchildren. And she no longer had the energy, time, patience, love, or support to pour out onto them. And I have sat there. Um, I'm the only one out of my mother's children who did not have a child. Praise God. Um, I mean, not that I'm following children, but you know, you, you got to know who he is. Okay. And God just knew that I just couldn't have children at this stage of my life. And I'm thankful for it. Hallelujah. But, um, I asked her, she was excited to have any more grandchildren. Um, half of it was because, um, I'm like, I don't have no kids and I need you to be getting it right before I have children because I don't want to, you know, destroy what God is working on in this heart. Thank you, Jesus. And also because I wanted to know how she was able to interact with my, um, my sister's children. And she just kind of was like really sad and really quiet. And then she just said, I'm just not interested in children anymore. I just don't have the energy. I don't have the heart for it. Like I used to. Um, and I was broken because this whole time I had, um, been so angry with my mother, so angry with her willingness to support everybody else, but couldn't support her own children. And I mean, that's a story for another day, but, um, I want to talk about how you can pour your life out so much so but it's not in the right way it's not in the vein that God has asked you to do it's not to the people that he um assigned to you that when your own comes forth you no longer have anything to pour out into her and my whole stance on it was like I am your blood like we are your blood children like we your legacy lives within us but you were so busy pouring out on other people that you didn't even leave enough for yourself and it kind of reminds me of the um the five wise and the five foolish where they didn't have enough oil um and I'm just like you don't have enough to pour out into your own and the thing is is that my mother is not saved as of now but I decree and declare that she will have salvation before she leave this earth thank you God um but she didn't even do the work to get the healing and me being the intercessor that I am because uh you have to have a heart of compassion towards his people I began to see my mother as the broken person that she was and I began to be able to intercede for her but I just want to encourage you to know where and how to sow, where to pour out, and most of all, to encourage you to get the healing. It is not God's will for you to be broken. It is not God's will for you to constantly be hurt and you're pouring out. I mean, don't get it twisted. Like, yes, we carry our cross every day. And yes, the world hates us. Yes, you know, he's with us through persecution, but... there's a balance okay yes this world is full of trials and sufferings and all that good stuff I get it I read the word I believe you but let me tell you something healing is your portion deliverance is your portion wholeness 
is your portion. There is nothing in the word of God that supports you being broken. There is nothing in the word of God that supports you not being able to pour out unto the inheritance that he's already given to you, unto your legacy. There is nowhere in the Bible where God okayed for people to pour out unto other children and you weren't able to pour out unto your own. As a matter of fact, it goes against his his physics, his law, because if you read the Bible and you know your word, you know that most of the inheritance went to the firstborn. So I just want to remind you that in all your hustling and all your ministry and all, you know, all that you're getting, you know, all that you're doing, that you remind yourself that if it's not equaling up to the wholeness of God, then what am I doing? That you remind yourself to not be caught up in the emotions and the, um, you know, the pullings of this world and get caught up in CNN and be caught up in people's struggles that you forget that God has preserved you. You are the remnant, okay? He, he didn't put us on this earth for us to be scared. He didn't put us on this earth for us to lack none of that because that, those are in the power of his name, Jehovah Jireh. You know what I mean? He's our provider. But I don't want you to squander this time where you're so busy working for everybody else that you don't even follow the direction that the word of the Lord has over your life. There has been word after word for the past 2018, well, so two to three years right now, talking about uh, how the people of God need to start storing up their houses so that they can be Joseph's, okay? And if you didn't hear the word of the Lord, hear it now. Store up, pack up, not in the spirit of fear, <laughs> not in fear, but so that you were able to be a Joseph in the time of famine because the point, the fact of the matter is, is that times is changing, whether you want to believe it or not. Like our normal will never be the normal, you know? So again, adhere to the word of God. But if you're so busy worrying about everybody else if you're so busy pouring out like as soon as you see a sale at beach age you, you stock up and then all of a sudden you're giving it out but you're not going under the guidance of the holy spirit when famine hits you won't have anything for you for your children for your household for you i want you to be careful with how you pour out and to make sure that it's under the guidelines of the Holy Spirit. I want you to be careful and I want you to be prayerful. I want you to be prayerful. Okay? So that was point one. Point two, honey child boo boo. Kitty, let me tell you something. God is faithful. God is faithful. And we always talk about the word of prophecy. And you know that we um oftentimes we're well, we're in a time where everybody just seems to be prophecy happy, which I, I'm not against. In the sense of we were all called to prophesy. That is in your DNA as a believer. So I'm not, you know, I'm not coming from that side. So don't come for me in the comments. But um, I was looking at some old notebooks, right? Um, so I've been having this battle with going to school and committing to school. Um, we're praying for commitment in the name of Jesus. But I've just had a real struggle with it over the past couple of years. But one thing I've always been is a note taker. One thing I've always done is I love fresh notebooks it doesn't matter if I'm only gonna write on five pages I love fresh notebooks so I was going through my notebooks and um I was just talking with my friend at the same time because I'm kind of trying to clean out my house because you know <laughs> what what better time than now when Rona didn't hit the streets and I gotta stay home <laughs> what better time than now but I'm talking with my best friend and we're talking about you know our future because I'm t- asking her about um what is her ideas on certain things because I'm like 
looking for a career change in the sense of I work in childcare and obviously childcare is never going to be the same as it was. And I was reading some of the guidelines and they were talking about um, not being able to play on the playgrounds, having to sit six feet away from each other and all this stuff. And my joy comes from the smiles and the laughter of my children to get the hugs and the I love you's Miss Cassie's and Miss Cassie can you help me and hearing them play with one another and make best friends and knowing that they're thriving that's not what's going to happen anymore so I was like uh sis has got to go so we're talking about all these different avenues and I just happen to be one of those people that I enjoy life and I enjoy whatever it is that I do so we were trying to um hone into what exactly I can do um you know to transition into and I was like sis I'm just too good at too many things long story short I'm going through my notebooks and I see um something literally six years ago it's in this notebook and it's called and it says the radio show and it's let me read it to you actually because this is just how dope God is it was it's literally called the radio show the name of the radio show is remnant the mission to provide a sense of real talk when it comes to effective christian living providing christian talks while integrating everyday issues show guests will be people who are willing to tell their testimony testimony or to give a new perspective or outlook on a biblical or social issue to also give good sound teaching the show outline Fridays from 5 to 6. From 5 to 5.05, the show opening will have an intro and opening prayer in the intro of our staff. 5.05 to 5.15, recap of the day. 5.15 to 5.25, talk about the subject. 5.25 to 5.35, and that's where I stopped. But let me tell you something. This was six years ago when I didn't even know a podcast existed. Six years ago. Six years ago, I was talking about being on a radio show three weeks ago my friend asked me if I was doing a YouTube channel um my favorite listener um or I'm sorry they are listeners but um my favorite they also have a podcast called um stoked to be the stokes but they're also on YouTube he had said what um when he was giving me a shout out um follow Cassie Molassi on her YouTube channel I don't have a YouTube channal I was like all right be prophetic Brian (laughs) speaking to a sister's life I'm saying this to remind you that God is in the details and we're always looking for prophecy to confirm. We say it should be confirmed within two or three people or the mouths of people, something like that along those lines. Don't quote me because, um, again, this was on the fly. Um, I begin to question God, where do you want me to go? Like, what direction do you want me to take? Because at the end of the day, I love being home. Okay. I love cooking. I love baking. Although I wish, although I'm looking to going back into um, culinary school to fine tune some um, decorating tips, you know, things of that nature. Um, But I love everything that I do. I absolutely love it. What I don't love is my pay scale. <laughs> okay, what I don't like is going into stores and having to look at prices. And not just, you know, like I'm going to Louis Vuitton store and I can just be like, oh, that's $600. No, like going to Target and being like, oh, clearance rack, give me. And there's nothing wrong with that because I'm pretty sure when I'm the millionaire that God has called me to be, I'm definitely going to be in Walmart shopping as I already do. As I already do. Um, but I'm saying in general, like I just wanted God to give me more direction. And he just began to give me um, hope and reassurance that all things work together for the good for them that love him and the steps of the righteous are already ordered that I don't have to wait in anxiety that I don't have to wait in frustration that I don't have to be fearful or worried about my future because number one I know who holds tomorrow 
Okay? I know who holds tomorrow. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Okay? I know. I know him. And I know him to be faithful and true. But it just encouraged me to be able to see that even six years ago, when I didn't have a platform, when I wasn't thinking about anybody, when I, when my relationship with Christ was probably, well, clearly not like days ago because I already had a radio show for the glory of God. Hallelujah. But you know what I mean? And he's just in the details. And it just reminds me to keep going. Keep going. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't have to make sense. Surrender your will to God. And I promise you, he'll make it all right. He'll make it always work for you. He's begun to open up doors. I remember I told you guys um, a while back about my singing and my fearfulness of singing. How I'm fearful of singing and having people hear me or hearing myself after singing praise and worship since the age of 13 and I'm now 29 is mind boggling to myself. Okay, I don't understand, but I knew that it was an issue. But I made a commitment to God a couple of months ago. Um, that I was no longer going to be fearful of my voice, that if he called me to sing and that my singing was going to break the strongholds off of people, because at the end of the day, my heart is for souls. I don't want to see nobody on this earth bound because I refuse to open up my mouth. The devil is a liar. I take that muzzle off in the name of Jesus and I take it off of you as well. But my desire was to see people free. So God, if that's the tool that you gave me to, you know, ring um, sound the alarm in the spirit realm that, you know, the enemy's tire, um, tirades is over, you know, yada, 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 then that's what I'll do. Since that commitment, I have been asked to speak, not speak. I've been asked to, uh, what's the word? Sing on more zoom calls than I've ever had in my entire life. Now, one thing about me is I love prayer. You need me to pray for you. I will pray heaven down. I don't care. I love intercessory prayer. I love it. I love to pray, but that singing though, that singing though I was like okay God okay and I began to get annoyed because I was like God I don't want to do this but I began to just allow the Holy Spirit to take over and um people keep calling so I'm guessing it's good (laughs) to the glory of God but he's in the details be faithful I didn't like singing all those years and guess what I stuck it out I stuck it out I'm able to flow in the spirit. I grew that gift. And although I didn't see the fullness of it, now I can see why he made me stick it out. I can see why he never allowed me to quit or walk off the team. Because he's faithful and he's in the details and he knows my beginning from my end. So I just want to encourage you to dream again. I encourage you to go through your old notebooks. I encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit to stir up those old desires um, pertaining to your gifting and those old visions and dreams that you used to have that used to run you ragged for um, the spirit of the Lord. And just allow him to do it through you. Who would have thought six years from that day? that I'd be on a podcast. If anything, it made me want to be more consistent on the potty because y'all know um, episodes be sporadic, but I think I'm going to have to commit to really, really pouring my all into this because clearly there's a need. So I just want to encourage you. Number one, make sure that you're not pouring out to the wrong crowd and that you have enough oil for using yours. And number two, to remember that God is always in the details and to be committed and to go forth and to not be afraid to revive those dreams and those visions and allow God to 
be glorified through you. He uses every piece of us, every hurt, every trial, every memory, every idea. He uses it for his glory. So if you're stuck in a place and you're kind of like, God, what is my purpose? God, where do you want me to do? God, I'm not, where do you want me to do? God, what do you want me to do? God, where do you want me to go in this area of my life? I encourage you to sit in his presence and to go through your old stuff and see what strikes a chord with you. Let's go into prayer. Father God, I thank you for each and every listener. I thank you for each and every faithful listener. I thank you for people who want to hear this voice, oh God. I ask you to touch them now in the name of Jesus, oh God. I ask you to restore those who have poured out, God, into the wrong vineyard, oh God, that you will give them Oh, God, that you will give them restoration, that you will give them double for their trouble, that you will reignite that 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 heart for your people and that heart of compassion, oh God. And those who have spent out all that they had, God, that they will know that you are able, oh God, to fill them up again. Those who are broken, those who are not whole, oh God, those who are really struggling with coming to terms with your love, I ask you, oh God, to send people not only to minister to them, but to teach them, oh God, about your ways and about your love. I ask you to send your Holy Spirit to minister to them now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to surround them with your love. And for those, oh God, who are in a place, oh God, of not knowing where to go and how how to go forth, and they just seem to be in a rut, I ask you, oh God, to stir them up now in the name of Jesus, that you revive dreams and visions, oh God, that they will look at old notebooks, oh God, and that will confirm their steps. So, God, because you said the steps of the righteous man are already ordered, oh God. So I thank you for ordering our steps, even in the midst of calamity, even in the midst of chaos, that you order our steps. We thank you that you are a God ordering, a step ordering God. <laughs> we thank you because you are true to your word and that you are faithful. We thank you for the healing that is taking place. We thank you for the growth and the maturity, oh God. I thank you for the growth and maturity of every listener, oh God, as they begin not to only hear my testimonies and these words of encouragement, but God, that they begin to apply them to their own lives, oh God. I Thank you. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, booze. So that was it for um, our little tidbit. I hope you enjoyed it. And um, thank you for listening to Thorns and Vines with your lovely, I hope say cast member, <laughs> with your lovely host, Cassie Malassi. And I'll see you on the upside. Love you.